howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer. Pour a cup of your favorite brew and get ready to join me as we give you a chance to brew your brain with a rundown on some historical events and today's dates. Chance to sharpen your wit as we throw out some random musings just to get your brain gears turning and a chance to enrich your faith as we discuss things about following Jesus or the Bible. And again, hosting me this week on the Daily Grind is my most favorite sister in the whole world, Carla Cockrum. Hello, John. Hello, Daily Grinders. <laughs> so, Carla, thanks for joining me this week uh, on another part of Brew and Sharpen Your Brain for the Daily Grind. I'm excited to have you with me. And um, so happy and- to be here. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It is Tuesday, July 18th. And on July 18th in 1870, the first Vatican Council decreed the dogma of papal infallibility. Hmm. Too bad there's not a decree on Vatican Council infallibility because hmm. I think they missed that one. <laughs> in, in 1893, the Chicago Golf Club. The first 18-hole golf club in the United States opened. Wow. Literature trivia here. In 1946, July 18th, is the day Holden Caulfield's younger brother, Allie, died of leukemia in J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye novel. And in 1969, well, it could be the 18th or 19th. We really don't know. Off of Chappaquiddick Island... Ted Kennedy from Massachusetts drove a Oldsmobile off a bridge and his passenger, Mary Jo Kopechny, died. Yes, I believe I watched a movie about that. Little Nadia Comaneci <gasps> scored a perfect 10 at the <laughs> Olympic Games. It was the first time anyone had ever made an Olympic perfect score. Right. Gosh, I do remember. And July 18th is Insurance Nerd Day. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's National Caviar Day. Okay. National Sour Candy Day. Ew. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying uh, yesterday was a much better food day. It wow. is Nelson Mandela International Day. Okay. Because it's Nelson Mandela's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. It is Perfect Family Day. Okay. <laughs> we, we've yet to observe that day in right. our family. Oh. And it's World Listening Day. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, you're already observing that by <laughs> listening to this podcast. Way to go, Grind Nation. Yay. Now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit and kind of get your brain gears going this morning. I'm going to start, though, with a quote from Nelson Mandela. It's, it's his birthday. Sure. It's National Nelson Mandela Day. And he once said, That no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love because love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Outstanding. You got to learn that stuff. I was took Marcy to the doctor and they had a 
a BMI, a body mass index chart in there. Mm-hmm. And according to that chart, I am under tall. Same. <laughs> it must be genetic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Have you ever noticed how on the Keebler commercials, Ernie Keebler doesn't let any of the other elves hardly talk? I haven't, but I'll be sure and pay attention now. <laughs> uh, <you> should. <laughs> Do you know what the first movie ever given the title Blockbuster was? No. I'll give you a hint. Okay. <gasps> Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was the first movie ever called a blockbuster. I confess I have never seen it. There is somebody who's an, uh, more into etymology than me. Hocus Pocus may have been coined by Protestants to mock Catholic transubstantiation incantations used to turn bread into wine when they would say hoc est corpus. Oh. I'm going to quote a little bit from Shel Silverstein. He said, oh, if you're a bird, be an early bird and catch the worm for your breakfast plate. <laughs> if you're a bird, be an early bird. But if you're a worm, sleep in late. <laughs> yes. Wise words. <laughs> I think sometimes we overreach. So today I'm asking um, the handful of people that follow me, but if I could make it global, I would. But I would ask today maybe that we just step back from world peace. And I would like everyone to just visualize using your turn signals and not driving slow in the left lane. Yes, which might lead to world peace. Because I think world peace would happen. You guys would just do that stuff. <laughs> you know, in this charged environment of what's correct, what's proper, Carla, is it offensive to wish somebody a happy Honda days if they celebrate Toyota-thon? <laughs> well, they just need to just, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> All right. Well, let me, ask, let me ask you this. C, E-flat, and G walk into a bar mm-hmm. the bartender says sorry no minors served here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i get that i totally get that yeah the those three make great. up the c minor chord don't they That's right they do i can <clears throat> hear it right now a photon is going through airport security and the tsi <laughs> agents ask if he has any luggage and the photon says no i'm traveling light Oh. <laughs> oh, I hope I can remember that, but I'm pretty sure I won't be able to. But oh, I like it so much. <laughs> oh and now it's that time on the daily grind to enrich your faith. We're going to keep looking at questions that Jesus asked. Today, we're going to look at some questions that I think really are about healing and compassion. I mean, throughout his time on earth, Jesus healed countless people. But what's interesting is that Jesus would often ask the people if they wanted to be healed before performing a miracle. These questions would seem to have obvious answers. Do you want to be healed? Yes. But Jesus really used them to get at something 
deeper as usual. So I've got five examples that I want us just to look at. Mark 8, 23, Jesus says to the blind man, do you see anything? Now that question, I think, shows Jesus's willingness to engage with those who are physically and spiritually blind. And he demonstrates compassion and a desire to help people see the truth. I mean, in a literal and in a metaphorical sense, understanding the deeper meaning of life and God's purpose. Luke 7, 44, Jesus says to the woman who's right beside him, do you see this woman? That question really highlights Jesus' ability to perceive individuals beyond their outward appearance or social labels. He sees people for who they truly are, acknowledging their value and worth, regardless of their background and history. John 8.10 says to the woman after all of her accusers have left, is there no one to condemn you? In this instance, Jesus really is demonstrating forgiveness and grace. He challenges the notion of judgment. And I think encourages us to focus on redemption and true spiritual transformation. He emphasizes the importance of showing compassion and understanding to others, recognizing that everyone makes mistakes, but deserves the opportunity for repentance. Luke 14, 3, Jesus says to the religious leaders, does the law allow healing on the Sabbath or not? That question reveals Jesus' willingness to question religious practices and traditions when they hinder showing mercy and love. He emphasizes knowing the, the spirit of the law giver rather than just a rigid man-made interpretation and adherence to the letter of the law. I think Jesus is teaching us the importance of living a life where the well-being of others is our highest calling, not a pursuit of our own self-righteousness through religious practices. And in John 5, 6, he says to a paralyzed man, do you want to get well? Jesus' question to the paralyzed man, I think, should challenge us to reflect on our own desires and intentions. It should encourage us to examine whether we genuinely seek change or healing in our lives. Because Jesus doesn't impose healing on this paralyzed man, but he gives him the agency to choose and participate in his own transformation. A couple of things about all those stories. First, Jesus cares about the problems we're facing and he wants to bring healing, but he will only do it if we allow it. Permission is sacred and Jesus will not force anything on us. Rather, he extends an invitation to a better life. Second thing we should take note of is that Jesus wants us, his followers, to have the same compassion that he has. Maybe you noticed half the questions that I just went through are directed at someone that objected to Jesus's healing or his interaction with someone condemned or in need. Jesus is using questions to help them see their lack of compassion. He wants them to see the hurting people around them and respond with love and compassion just like he does. So how do these things apply to us today? The teachings of Jesus are timeless and they are relevant to our lives just as much as they were in Jesus's day. 
So we should strive to be compassionate and understanding towards others. We should recognize their worth and potential regardless of their background or their circumstances. In a world where judgment and cancel culture can be prevalent, we should remember the power of forgiveness and grace, offering people a chance for redemption and real transformation. And we should be open to questioning traditions and religious practices that really might hinder us following Jesus, extending love and grace and kindness to others. We should emphasize the importance of true servanthood. We should take responsibility for our own lives and actively participate in our spiritual growth and healing. We need to be making conscious choices towards real change. Getting in step, following Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to do his thing about conforming us to the image of Jesus. And like Jesus, we should strive to see beyond superficial appearances and stereotypes and recognize the true value and essence and potential in each one of God's image bearers that we encounter. That all those people we meet are Imago Dei. I think they teach us an important lesson about Jesus' compassion, his understanding, and the way that, you know, he challenges people to examine uh, their own beliefs. So let the Holy Spirit challenge all of us. How's my compassion and understanding? How willing am I to extend forgiveness and grace? How comfortable am I questioning tradition? Am I willing to take personal responsibility? Am I willing to really see beyond the surface at needs that are greater than just maybe what appears? I hope so. Hey, we're going to look at some more questions that Jesus asked. Uh, tomorrow, I want to thank you so much for the privilege of having you with me on the Daily Grind today. Have a great Tuesday. Grace and peace to you. I will see you tomorrow here on the Daily Grind. Mm-hmm.